This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It is my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a journey, not a destination. I'm Sandy Scarlatta, America's happiness coach, author of Happiness Solved. I'm a retired U.S. national and international figure skating coach, a gold medalist in ice dancing. I've been a certified life coach since 2004, and I have been inspiring others to shift their mindset and choose happiness for over 20 years. As we approach the holiday season, please make sure you take the time to take care of the most important person in your life, you. If you find yourself feeling negative, stressed, overwhelmed, or any other negative emotion, stop and take some really deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Then I want you to think about everything you have to be grateful for. You can use this exercise to start your day and to reset your day at any moment. Thank you so much for listening, and I am so grateful for you. Hello, Lexi Sitters. How are you today? I'm so happy for this conversation. I am fabulous. Thank you so much for having me on, Sandy. Oh my gosh. Now, I'm just noticing your hat. Is that from yep. your publicist? That is from like, my oh. publicist. Yes. I love Zach. Yep. I love Zach too. He's fabulous. <laughs> he is so fabulous because I just, he has the, the link to my calendar and I'll just get a new um, guest set up and I'm like, oh, another another one of Zach's clients. I'm like, this is so great. Yes. So, I love talking to musicians. I've only had a couple of them on, but I, I was reading your bio. You top, you were a placing contestant at age 19, and then you were recognized by Keith Urban in another contest to sing at a show. Yep. Holy moly. I'm a huge Keith Urban fan. What was that am, like for you? Um, so it was back when I was like 16 years old. I grew up in a small town called Paso Robles, California. And I love Paso Robles. They have the best wine. They do have the best wine. We're wine country. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like anytime I see a bottle of wine that says Paso Robles, I'm like, oh, that's good. It's going to be, and it always is. Yep. Yeah. I, yes. So awesome. I, I grew up actually singing at all the wineries there. That was like my, my start singing at wineries. Wow. 14 years old, like singing in bars and wineries. I'm like, I can barely like pass the age, like to. To be there. But um, so I grew up in Paso and we have a huge California Mid-State Fair every year um, in the summer. And there was a contest to sing with Keith Urban at his concert. And it was to sing We Were Us, his duet with Miranda Lambert. And so I practiced my little heart out and I got recognized by him and I, I placed very well in that. So that was that was so much fun. Wow. Yeah, that's exciting. So you moved to Nashville and now you're 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 in Nashville still, right? I am in Nashville right now. Um so I'm I were you gonna say something? No, go ahead. 
Go ahead. Um, so I moved to Nashville a year, a little over a year ago, and I moved here um, when I was 14. I was recording some stuff in Nashville. Um, I met a few amazing producers. His name is Larry Baird. He helped me out um, through a songwriting festival that I go to every year called Durango Songwriting Expo. And I met him. He's like, come out to Nashville. Let's record some of your music. And I'm like, so like young at this point, I just started writing songs. So very, very new. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing. So I stayed out here for a little bit, fell in love um, with Nashville. And then when I, like last year, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it my all. I'm gonna go to Nashville. I'm actually um, going to school for music at Belmont as well. And so I'm like killing two birds with one stones. I'm gonna finish school up and I'm gonna go do what I do best and try, try and make a name for myself out in Nashville. Oh, well, I'm sure you're gonna be successful. It sounds like you have an amazing coach. I was Thank looking you. at your, your voice coach. Gary Katona, yes. he's training Bocelli, Steven Tyler, Tony Braxton. Oh my gosh. Whitney That's Houston. incredible. Yep. Whitney he's Houston, one of the greatest. He is absolutely amazing. Um, he, as, as well as Justin Guarini, who was on American Idol, he was my vocal coach for a little bit too. And it's really full circle because that's my first start in music when I was like three years old. Kelly Clarkson and Justin Guarini were like my absolute idols, like not to be like punny, but they were my American idols. Um, <laughs> and ever since then, I've been in love with music. And so to have Justin as my coach, it was so cool as well. But Gary, he is amazing. <laughs> so I'm very fortunate to have oh, wow. these these guys help me out. So I love that you talk about anti-bullying. Can you share with us, because I see in your body, your, your, your bio, that you had some body issues and bullying in your, in your youth. I too had a lot of bullying in my youth. And so it's a very, it's a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. Can you talk about that, what your experience was like and why that's so important to you today. Absolutely. Um, so when I was younger, I I was bullied like on the daily for being a little overweight. And at first it was kind of like, oh mom, I think I'm gonna stay home from school today. Like I'm not feeling too well, like that kind of stuff. But into like my high school years, it developed into something that like took over my whole life. And I developed an awful eating disorder for years. And during that time, I was like, okay, I can either keep going on this, this journey um, of going downhill and really focusing all about my body and trying to be perfect and fit society standards of what perfect is, um, or I can focus on what, what I'm here to do and be strong and confident in myself and focus on my music and making new connections and actually living life. Um, so for a while, I, I went to college in Northern California and my eating disorder took over everything. 
And that became like the spotlight of my life and my music totally went to the side. And I'm like, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do music. Maybe I shouldn't. But when you're going through that mental, when that's going on, it's like all of your beliefs and values are all over the place. Um, So I decided to leave school, um, come home and get help. And the one thing I swear, the one thing that helped me through it was writing again and playing guitar and singing. And I've written a few songs about my eating disorder and then my latest single, Better Off a Loser, that is an anti-bullying song. Um, Not only just for body image, it's for any, any type of, any type of bullying, or if you feel like you're not included in like the in crowd, just an anthem for someone who, who feels like they don't belong for them to belong. Mm, I love that because it's such a problem. I mean, and and for anybody that's ever been bullied, it's, it sticks with you. It sticks with you. And also just to go back to your, your eating, your eating disorder, by writing, that's very therapeutic. So I know in one of the books that I wrote years ago, I have a chapter in there and it was a novel, but I wrote about my main character getting bullied. And I wrote about that experience. It was my experience, but I had made my character have that experience. And it was so therapeutic for me to actually write about that and and the pain that she felt. And so for anybody out there with those types of, you know, any type of issue, like writing about it is truly just so cathartic for sure. Absolutely. That, that is definitely the one thing that I found that works for me. I'm not like, I'm not a huge journaling kind of person, but writing a song about it is completely different. Like sometimes when I am like at a loss for words, I'm just like, I can't speak English, but I can write a song about it. <laughs> so that that's my thing. I, music is all my feelings will come out. And that's how I connect with people the most, I feel like. Well, you know, whatever works. I'm not a journaler either. I don't, I've never been one to write journals. And yet I have three books out and I have a couple more in the works, but I'm not one, you know, and I'll start. It's like, it's so funny because I have every journal I've ever had and I'll always start and I'll do really well. And then like two years go by and then I write again and I'm like, boy, I'm not, and that's okay. You know, like whatever works for you for sure. So, so can you share, is there a specific part in that song, Better Off a Loser. Is there any specific, you know, part of that song that you could just, just share with us just to kind of give, like, is there like a a certain part of it, of the lyrics that really speak to you? Um, I mean, I would say the whole, the whole song is pretty, pretty honest. Um, But the part where I say, um, better off being a loser. A lot of people are like, Lexi, what do you mean by that? What is better off being a loser? Why would you use such a negative, like a a word that has such a negative connotation behind it um, as something positive? And I'm like, well, no one has done that before. And I feel like we hear the word loser so much, like even if it's just a joke, 
Or like right. one of my favorite shows growing up was Glee. And I feel like when they would get bullied, they'd be like, oh, you're a loser, like such a loser. And they'd get a slushie thrown in their face. Um, so well, and the I whole like, L thing. Yeah. The whole L thing. And yeah. I, I'm, I was just like, what? what would be a word that is shocking but would relate to relate to anyone going through bullying and i feel like that word just really stuck with me and making it a positive thing it's kind of hard to see at first but it's like okay i'm cool with being a loser like if doing my own thing and um being my unique self if i'm not like a part of this cool group or whatever if that means being a loser cool like I'm fine with it (laughs) (laughs) hey you know what I I just uh, on another interview that I had today I was we were talking about um how you can't change other people right And, and the way they view you all you can do is change your reaction and that's that's what you were doing there just changing your reaction So I want to shift gears just for a second and go back to your eating disorders, because it's not a topic that I've had a lot of discussion about on my podcast, and I'd love to just share a little bit. What what was it that really helped you to have a a healthier relationship with food? Can can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, So with my my eating issues, I mean, the, the main thing for me... I know that it has, it was a problem for my mom and it was a problem for my grandma. And it's like a generational thing, I think, um, at least for me. And I, I do not believe 100% that someone can get over it completely. I mean, everyone is going to be worried about, you know, how do I look? how like Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of women are concerned about that um but what you can control is how you cope with it and going to therapy and seeing a nutritionist some people may be against that but that is what has helped me um I've been seeing a therapist for I don't know like four years I think and that has been the one constant thing that has helped me and helped me like keep going and being strong, um, through this recovery. So, I mean, it's, it's a long journey and I'm still, I'm still on it, but it every day, every day is a better step, a new step. Yeah. Well, I think with anything else, you know, you take it one day at a time. Right. And because that's all we have is today. Right. Um, I've been fortunate that I never had an eating disorder. For me, it was kind of the opposite where I was bullied because I was so skinny. Uh And this was when it wasn't the thing to be skinny, right? So I was teased so badly that to this day, if I lose weight, I'll start eating because I don't want anyone to pay attention to me. And I know, and I always hate to bring that up, but but there's, there's both sides of the equation Absolutely. that, you know, I mean, and it all stemmed from being bullied. Um, so 
So is there any sort of, besides you, I know you go to, you say you go to your therapist and I, I was in therapy for at least 15 years because I have PTSD and other issues that I was dealing with. And I'm a huge proponent, proponent of therapy. It is not for everyone. Um, however, you know, there are certain circumstances in life when you really do need to see a professional. But is there anyone, like any sort of like ritual that you do on a daily basis that could you could share with the listeners that may be like, oh, wow, you know, that sounds great. Like, so anything um, like that? I, I am actually, um, I'm working with a nonprofit called Buddha Bullying, and they're out of Palm Springs, California. And it, I've spoken to lots of elementary schools and middle schools, high schools um, about bullying and getting through it and just to talk to other people and these professionals, these other ambassadors who are with this program. It, it's very inspiring. And I think, I think talking to others and being open and honest is, is the biggest thing that has helped me. Fantastic. And again, in today's world, it's so hard to not compare yourself to other people, right? Especially with social media. I mean, I can't even imagine, um, you know, my son is in college. My son is the same age as you are. Were you born in the year 2000? I was. Yeah. Yeah, Same with my son. Yeah. So he's he's 22 years old as well. But I can't imagine growing up in this day and age um, and have, because it's, you've got so much pressure as it is. And then to constantly be seeing, you know, other, other people showing their beautiful self or whatever. And you're, you're looking at that and you're perceiving like, oh, you know, I want to be like that. Or why am I not like this? And, you know, comparing yourself to other people. How do you handle that? Especially as a up and coming musician, um, how do you handle that and not let yourself go down that rabbit hole of comparing yourself to other people? Cause I would imagine it would be hard, especially in your industry. It, it is very yeah. hard. Um, I mean, just in general, it is very hard, um, with social media and being, you know, in the spotlight, wanting to make something out of myself being an artist and being in Nashville, there's so many talented, beautiful women here. I, I do get intimidated. I think it's a normal thing to get intimidated, but there is a reason as to why I am doing this. And not everyone is going to have the same qualities that I do. And I just, I have to remind myself of that. Um, and I, I have to go back to like, okay, Lex, like what, what is your passion? Singing performing, writing. Okay. Why do we care so much about how small we are or like what our weight is? That doesn't have anything to do with our values or what we want to accomplish or our goals. Like, yes, it's great to be healthy. I love being healthy. I need to be healthy, but taking it to that extreme, it's a waste of my time. And it's like, it's, it's a detour, like on to the way, like where I'm supposed to go. Like, Um, so I just, I, I just have to like tell myself, what are we trying to accomplish here? Okay. The whole body thing that is not, that's not like our end, our end goal. We're not totally 
focusing on that. Let's focus on music and our talent and what, what we love to do. Well, you said what you said was so important because it comes down to the why, right? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing what I'm doing? <clears throat> and if you're not doing it for yourself and your passions, then what's the point? For sure. I love that. Absolutely. So what's next for you? You you just had your um, a new debut, the song, yes. uh, Better Off a Loser. What's next for you? Um, and where where can people find you? And are you going to be touring with anybody? Are you going to be performing anywhere? Absolutely. Um, so what's next? Um, I am actually releasing a song very soon. Um, and that is going to be a duo. I'm going to have a little a feature in there with a rapper, actually. A little country rapping. I don't know if you've Love ever it. heard of that before. So it's something new, yeah. something different. And I'm really, I'm really excited for that one. Um, as far as touring, performing, we're, we're going to be in Cabo. I'm performing in Cabo December 20th and 21st at a few resorts down there, which I'm really excited about. Um, beautiful it's, place. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. I'm not complaining at all. Um, and then just locally in Nashville, I'll, I'll be around and they can find me on Instagram and Spotify, all the streaming platforms. Fantastic. Um, what I loved about Nashville, and I thought, and I took a video of it. I was like, only in Nashville can you walk, <clears throat> go through security and walk through the airport and have musicians sitting there playing. And they're incredible. And also just walking around town. I've never heard so much amazing music in my life. And these, and these are all people just trying to make their, their way with their music. And it's yeah. unbelievable. There's, I, I don't think there's any other place like it. And I'm in love with this city. I, I think I'm going to live here forever. Like it is the best. That's great. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience before we finish up? Um, check out my new song, Better Off the Loser. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. And it is, I just, I saw it on Spotify. I've seen it all over. So uh, yeah, you can easily find it, find it. And your whole bio will be in the show notes. So for if, if people want to read up on you, check out the show notes and um, we'll have your Instagram uh, handle on there as well. So people can follow you. Beautiful. Perfect. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, Lexi. Best of luck to you. I can't wait to hear your new song when it comes out with the, the rapper. I'm going to be following you and looking for that. And I just wish you the best of luck because one of these days I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, she was on my podcast. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Candy. <laughs> thank you, Lexi. And thank you, everybody who's listening today. Take care. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. 
Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.